Sky Podcast with Tech and Prime. Fed Alumni Podcast. I'm Tech. He's Prem, music producers talking Philly sports. And as always, this time of year, we begin with the Eagles. Well, Tech, first off, episode 52. Yeah. There's 52 weeks in a year. I know we celebrated <laughs> the whole one year thing already, but this is officially 52 weeks of shows. Yeah. Great job, my friend. Hey, we're still here. We're still here. We ain't going nowhere. Uh, no. And for the moment, <laughs> neither are the birds. A season-saving win in Denver. Huge. A nice win in a tough place to play. Yep. Uh, Jalen Hurts shined in the first half. Big play, Slay secured the bag in the second and half. And Devontae Smith, that touchdown catch was just, that's, that's why That's why you drafted the Heisman winner. Yep. Right that, there. That, exactly. Um, the defense, listen, it's they still bothered me a little. Despite Same. the fact that they only gave up 13 points. That's solid. They were much improved. Jonathan Gannon played more man coverage yep. and overall did a better job. Yeah, I mean, I look at this defense and the truth is they're average at best on a great day. However, they're only going to get torched by elite quarterbacks. Yeah. The average to average good quarterbacks, we can win those games. And that includes Trevor Simeon. And then in two weeks after we have Daniel Jones, who's another average quarterback, you have Zach Wilson <laughs> coming back off an injury. The Who I Eagles, don't think much of, by the way. No, me neither. The Eagles, honestly, Tech, and this is maybe this is looking at the glass half full, green goggles, whatever you want to say. They're <laughs> four and six. They could head into the bye seven and six. And it's not far fetched. Well, yeah, it's no, not far fetched to say. Now, even if you're six and seven, you're still in the driver's seat for a playoff spot because you have two with the skins. I'm sorry, with Washington, you have a game with Dallas that won't mean anything because they're going to sit everybody. They're going to be clinched for two weeks at that point. Yeah, Cooper Rush will be in. And there. then you have another game with the Giants. You can split with the Giants. You can split with the uh, with Washington, and you still, as long as you handle business against New Orleans and the Jets, make the playoffs, which is. <laughs> Wild. And then you just never know because you have a puncher's chance. That's when the intangible factors really show. Yeah. Again, the teams that aren't, quote, supposed to win, maybe win and screw everyone's bets up. Yes. Let's be that team. <laughs> Let's be that team. Yes. Uh, also, what to do with Miles Sanders when he returns, which could be soon. We'll get into it on this week's edition of Wednesday Afternoon Quarterback. But first... Brought to you by ProLine Music, everything for the musician. It's time for Vet Fact. This is a Vet Fact. Well, Tech, November 17th, 1991. The 5-5 Eagles hosted the 1-9 Bengals (laughs) and came out on top 17-10. It was a defensive effort. Reggie White not only had two sacks, also had a very rare interception. (laughs) And Wes Hopkins had two picks himself. Wes Hopkins, there we go. Yeah, man. Two picks. But that's not it. Clyde Simmons with two sacks. Rest in peace, Jerome Brown with Ah. a sack. And And Mike Pitts as well with a sack, who I don't remember Mike Pitts. Oh, I had his uh, McDonald's card. Of course you did. Yeah, yeah. Jim McMahon at quarterback for the Birds. (laughs) (laughs) With a very Jim McMahon-like day. Yeah. 18 for 33, 195 yards. Oof. With a touchdown and a pick. Calvin Williams. Has a touchdown grab. Oh, I was a big fan of Calvin Williams. Me too. Yeah. Me too. It was that Fred Barnett, Calvin yes, Williams team. Yes, love Barnett and Williams. Barnett topped 100 yards in the game. Yes. And the Eagles, behind a 10-point fourth quarter, came out on top of the Bengals 17-10. Important to note, Boomer Esiason was benched. <laughs> For who? F- for Donald Hollis, 
<laughs> After going 10 of 18 for oh, 110 yards and two picks. I'm telling you, that's the guy in Tecmo Bowl that was the backup to, to Boomer that was a shadowy figure. He didn't have a face. It was just a shadowy <laughs> yes. figure. Yes. That's Donald Howells right there. Tecmo Bowl. <laughs> November 17th. 1991, the Rich Cotite led Birds oh. beating AFC North, uh, whatever you want to call them. They were contenders. Oh, the Bungles. Briefly, they were contenders back then. Briefly, Briefly. yeah. Uh, but that was the late 80s. Um, yeah, there you go. 91, man. Uh, well, the Sixers, Prem. Uh, what I suspected would happen last week, it's already happened. You called it. I was wrong. I thought they would handle Indiana and Toronto. Yeah, the Sixers have plummeted in the standings, um, as well as, as the overall NBA rankings. They dropped like nine spots in yeah. the rankings. I mean, it's tough when you're hit with the injury and the COVID bug and the Ben Simmons bug. Right. Uh, All at once. And beat. He's still out. Uh, and I'll say this. It's never good when you're... When you, as a team, are so dependent on one guy yeah. to win games. Well, it's a superstar-driven league. It is. It just is. And 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 it's obvious now. They can't win games without him. Unless they're shooting 50% from three-point range without Joe, they're going to lose a lot. <sighs> they have to shoot like near 50% to win these games without Joe. I mean, this West Coast road trip is going to be kind of brutal. I'm hoping they can steal one of the next two, maybe against Portland. Um <laughs> But it remains Maybe. to be seen. Man. Then they got to then they got to go and uh, and play Dub Nation. It's a lo- it's a long season though. You know we're only like fifteen games in. It's a long season. There's eighty two games to play. Joe's going to come back. They're going to have stretches in the schedule that are not nearly as tough as this stretch right now. Right. They can easily make up the wins. They will. It's I early. mean, I still think this could be a fifty win basketball team. I think we said fifty two and twenty seven, or I said you were somewhere in the same range. Yeah, with, with a low that could be forty nine wins, which would still probably get you the four or the five. Seed. Yeah, well, the Ben Simmons drama continues. Uh, Shams with another report. Now, remember, I said last week, Shams is represented by a company that's a subsidiary of Clutch Sports, which means Rich Paul's fingerprints are all over this report. Shams is basically his mouthpiece right now. Not surprised. Uh, so the report is that the Sixers are fining Ben for not going on this road trip. Yes, yes. And uh, Rich Paul said that the Sixers are trying to force Ben to play while disregarding his mental health concerns. Well, the mental health thing, and we'll get into this uh, today with David Shepard of CBS Radio. Yep. Uh, as far as Ben, but beforehand, before we get into it with Dave, we have to have it on record that it's very possible, and I know it's a touchy subject, it's very possible that Ben is just fibbing the mental health issue. Or really over-exaggerating it. Maybe, maybe, you know, because saying he's got mental health issues or concerns, to me, uh, degrades people that really deal with mental health exactly, issues exactly, and concerns. Exactly, because it is a real problem in our society. There's been way more awareness raised over mental health issues and mental health problems. And for people that truly do suffer from whatever condition they might be dealing with, yeah, it's really uh, out of line. But maybe what he means by mental health concerns are it's a mental block when it comes to playing for this team in this city for these fans. And that's pretty clearly obvious to me. Now, would that fall into mental health concerns? I don't think so, but apparently it does. 
Yeah, I mean, this saga is going to continue to be just that, a saga. At least until this time next month when other players become available for trade and you can really see what's out there and try to put something together. Yeah, someone will take a flyer on Ben regardless. Yes. I mean, he's still a superb talent. We know about his deficiencies. We know that he's scared to shoot the ball in big moments. We know that he shrivels up in the fourth quarter of playoff games. We know that he cannot shoot free throws to save his life. However, he's still a top-flight defender um, and an extremely athletic freak of nature in a lot of ways. Yeah. So someone's going to take a chance on him. I just hope that whoever it is, it happens sooner than later. (laughs) You and me both, man. Let's get somebody else in here with value to help this team out because they clearly need it right now. Yep. Uh, You mentioned it. We'll get into it when we enter the center with CBS Sports NBA writer Dave Shepard, who'll be joining us on the Vet Line once again. He's a great guest. Uh, But first up, the Birds. Wednesday afternoon quarterback. It's coming up next. Pro-line music. Pro-line music. Located at 490 Lincoln Highway in Fairless Hills, PA. Pro-line music. Everything for the musician. Carrying all major brands. You find a better price, we'll beat it. Offering lessons in person or virtual. On-site repair service center. Rentals. Recording studio. Pro-line music. Call 215-736-8055. One more time. 215-736-8055. Yes, sir. Pro-Line Music. Pro-Line Music. Pro-Line Music. Everything for the musician. Vet alumni. It's my quarterback. He fakes, he rolls, he looks, he is going deep, and it is caught, and it is a touchdown to Fonte Smith. He took it. He took it away from the Broncos. 36-yard pass. Back goes Hurts. He steps up. He fires complete. Touchdown to Fonte Smith, his second of the game. It's Wednesday afternoon quarterback. All right, you just heard it. Jalen Hurts to Devontae Smith for two touchdowns. Devontae Smith, I don't know if you realize, Tech, he's the highest graded wide receiver over the last four weeks on Pro Football Focus. I think it's like 87.4 or 0.7, whatever their metric is. Wow. Devontae Smith is showing why he should be considered for Rookie of the Year. Yeah, I mean, because Devontae Smith, now listen, he had some dropsies uh, for a couple weeks, but... You know, this game right here, that first catch, man. I mean, that was one of the most unbelievable catches uh, in the last few years. Absolutely phenomenal. I mean, because he was interfered with, too, even though there was no flag thrown. I mean, that was interference as well. Um, You could see it. Uh, They were engaged well before the ball arrived. The cornerback wasn't even looking at the ball. Yeah. And he just... It was Alabama on Alabama. I I got a feeling that that, uh, Devontae went went over to Jalen and said, listen... I got him. I used to get him in practice. Yeah. Just put it up yeah. so that I can grab it, and I'm going to grab it. It's just remarkable how many Alabama guys are in the league. Yeah, I know. It's, and it, no matter <laughs> it's, what. It's remarkable how many Alabama guys right now are playing for this Eagles team. Yeah. And looking yeah. good. And All Land- of them yeah. look good. Landon Dickerson, man, I think the, the, the determinations on him were a little premature. The guy was coming back from a torn ACL. Right. You know, this kid is a he looks like a player. legit offensive lineman in this league. I think he's going to turn he's into. He's been nothing short of outstanding in the run protection. And I think everyone has to stop with the fire Howie stuff. I think it's goofy at this point. This draft has quietly turned into a very good draft. 
And it's not the only one. The, the 18 draft was good, too. You got some people out of that draft as well. I agree. I, I think that Even though you basically uh, you drafted a first round, you, you wasted a first round pick on a, on a returner. Right, right. And Last year. People want to complain about not taking DK Metcalf and Justin Jefferson. Here's the thing. If they took DK Metcalf, they weren't going to draft Justin Jefferson. If they took Justin Jefferson, they weren't going to draft Devontae Smith. Right. So you got Devontae Smith out of those three. Is, the, is DK Metcalf probably the best prospect out of those three? Sure. But I will say this. Uh, Quez Watkins dropping that touchdown Ugh. is the reason why you need a wide receiver. You still need a wide receiver. You and needed let's just one. talk about that throw. That was a perfectly thrown. I, I deep mean, ball. it was a rope. It was the. It was one of the best throws all year from Jalen. Yeah, Jalen I mean, is is improving. Honestly. Sirianni's improving. He's playing. Yes. He's actually playing to his team's strengths now. It took him some time to get his feet under him as an NFL head coach. And why yeah. would you expect different? It's the NFL. Yeah, he was learning on the job, and he just discovered that he can run the ball um, effectively. Right. And he actually has a quarterback that can move. Yeah. Because there is a little bit of a myth. It's a little misleading that when people say how great this O-line is. Oh, the O-line's been great. The O-line has been great in run protection. Yeah. In pass protection, I'm sorry. Most of the time, Jalen Hurts is running for his life. You're right. But I did. I was encouraged on Sunday by the fact that there was multiple plays, and I was really tracking this throughout the game as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Multiple plays where Jalen was going one, two, three run. Yeah. Instead of one, two run. Yes. Which is what we, that's progression. Yeah. He, I was watching, there was one replay where they showed him that was the behind the quarterback view, the field view. Yep. And you could see his eyes go one, two, Three, scramble. Yep. If he gets better at doing that, yes. the sky's the limit for this kid, man. Sirianni said after the game that uh, th- when somebody asked him about Jalen's growth, he cited, well, let's just look at the Dallas Goddard pass. Because normally, three weeks ago, he would have taken off running. And he might have still picked up the first. He might have picked right. up 12 yards and got right. the first down. Yeah. But now, this time, he waited he, he saw it develop, and he hit Dallas Goddard in stride oh, yeah. to pick up that first down. Yeah. And and that is a part of the maturation process. We're seeing it. We're, We're seeing, seeing it. it. Um, I think that Jalen is still going to continue to get better. He's still technically in his rookie season. Yeah. Game-wise. He's well, nearing yeah. the end of it. I mean, what, 14 games he's played. And... Uh, you could argue that 13 games is really where he's at because do you, do we really want to count the Washington game? Yeah, probably not. Right. Probably so not. let's not just, fair. it's probably 13 and a half. I mean, by that same token, you can just wipe away the four games with Dougie P because it's a completely <laughs> different situation. It is. It's a completely different energy system, yeah. personnel. It's almost like comparing apples to oranges in that case. It is. Um, we mentioned Dallas Goddard a moment ago. You know, he was knocked out of the game after a great catch. That was a rough hit, man. A, a, a non-called hit to the head. I think it's because it was the elbow and not the helmet, but still. Because uh, it was an yeah, elbow hit to the head. still a violent hit. Still a hit to the head. They're trying to take that. They're trying to legislate that out of the game. But calling it on other plays and not calling it on that play, it's a little, a little ridiculous. Uh, nevertheless, he's in concussion protocol. He might not play this this week. He might not be available uh, against the Saints at home in a game that is a must win. It's as close to a must win as there's ever been. Yeah, because <laughs> this game, not only have you not won at home yet, but if they win this game, they are in the driver's seat for the seven seed. 
Right. When you look at the schedule logically, here, and here's the thing I think I need fan, I need fans to understand. We're not saying that the Eagles are amazing and they're going to go win in the playoffs. No. When you look at the teams that are in the mix for this last spot, you hold tie breaks over the Panthers, tie breaks over the Falcons. They're each like one game ahead of you or even with you, essentially. Yeah. Um, all you got to do is beat a terrible Jets team, split with the Giants, split with Washington, and beat a Dallas team at the end of the year that's going to be sitting all their starters Right. if you handle business this Sunday. Yeah. And you're in the playoffs and you're playing wild card weekend on the road, but you're playing wild card weekend in a place like Green Bay or right. um, or um, Arizona. Now, I've changed my stance on the playoffs, Brem. I originally said before the Detroit game that if they lose to the Lions, which I thought they were going to lose, by the way, <laughs> that if they lost to the Lions, that I would not want them to even attempt to make the playoffs. That it wouldn't be a good move for this organization. But now, they must make the playoffs. Let me tell you why. Because I feel like it is massive for a rookie head coach, and for all intents and purposes, a rookie quarterback, to go to the playoffs immediately. It's never bad. And get this experience out of the way. Absolutely. They're not going to make it past the first round. Probably probably, not. But who cares? Who cares? Get to the playoffs and then build on that in the offseason. Yes. It's another data point to measure these guys. Yeah, they must make the playoffs. It's right in front of them. Yeah. And you know what? The defense, with guys like Slay stepping up and Fletch made some plays on Sunday, this defense is going to continue to improve against... Average quarterbacks the rest of the way. They don't have to play one more elite quarterback, Dak. No. Because Dak's going to be sitting. Dak's going to be sitting in week 18. Yeah, be Cooper Rush. The, the, the Cowboys are going to clinch this division by week 14. Right. You know, so you're playing Cooper Rush and you're in Philly <laughs> with a chance to clinch a playoff spot probably in that game. Or maybe they even clinch it the week before if they beat Washington. Right. So... This is a situation where I agree. You got to make the playoffs now. And for the fans or people that are going to say, "Oh, well, your draft pick's going to be worse," you have three first round picks. Yeah, no, it doesn't matter. It does not. If you're matter. picking at ten or you're picking at eighteen, it doesn't make a difference. You have two other firsts. As of today, I believe they have five, ten, and fifteen. Well, Carson Wentz is not going to get sat because the Colts are going to be competitive through the end of the season. They're going to be in the race. Be. They're going to. Yeah. They're, they're a good team. They're a good football team. Their defense. I think really, he's only a couple games away from getting that seventy percent mark. Carson Wentz all together, even if they yeah. sit him. Yeah, um, yeah, he's there. A couple more games, and we got it. That's phenomenal. It is phenomenal. And let's hope Miami keeps losing. And by the way, in terms of these picks, you know they should go all defense. I am not. Look, I said before I questioned whether I think Jalen Hurts is the guy. I know. But because I'm seeing consistent progress. I told you this would happen, Tech. I told you this would happen. Yes. I now think that if you don't have a Burrow or Trevor Lawrence coming out of the draft. Which you don't. You don't. You don't. I like uh, uh, Malik Willis. I like Kenny Pickett. I like these guys. Pickett is uh, smoke and mirrors. I, on an NFL level. I would roll with Jalen Hurts next it's season. It's a two-year plan, Tech. I've been saying that since when? May. I, I actually think it's more than a two-year plan. I, I, I stay with that thought because I don't think you can fix all the issues uh, in just this next offseason. Well, season. here you go. Here you go. Say they win eight or nine games and they get into the playoffs. And they lose the playoff game, but they're competitive. You're going into the offseason then with way more confidence three first-round picks, and a team that is going to start to believe in their ability to win 10 or 11 games. Yep. 
And then you win 10 or 11 games, you're a shoe-in for the playoffs. Maybe not the division, because Dallas is going to be good for years to come. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, it's unfortunately. true. Dak Prescott's not going anywhere. No. Um, he's way better than I think we all thought when yeah. we were arguing Wentz versus Dak. I mean, as an objective football guy, even if you're a Birds fan— Dak Prescott is an elite quarterback in this league. Yeah. So you have to win 10 or 11 games and get a good wild card spot where you maybe host a wild card game. Yeah. And this Eagles team has the potential to do that next season if, if they sneak into the playoffs this year. I think they, uh, they need to sneak into the playoffs. They have to, man. We need it. We need it. All right. The main event here. Uh, Miles Sanders. He's due back soon. Yeah. Uh, It could be as early as this week. Now, in your mind, Brem, because I know what mine, where I stand yeah. on it, what happens to the depth chart? Well, it's a committee regardless. It doesn't matter who one, two, or three is. You're going to see. Who, just for the sake of argument here, what's who's one, two, and three? I'd probably go Howard Sanders Scott. Um, really? With, with Gainwell mixed in and more passing formations. Yeah, I'd go, I'd go Howard's just because with a, a running game like they have, you got to stick with the hot hand. I love Miles Sanders. Um, I know I, you I, do. I truly do. I'm, I don't think Miles is. Uh, I think he's very close to elite running back, but he's not there. He's like above average running back. He's very close to elite, but not quite. But Jordan Howard is a power back with elusiveness. Yeah, listen, I would say it's Howard Scott. Sanders. I can't go there. I got. I got to go. Howard Sanders Scott. But listen, Sanders and Scott might get the same amount of carries though. Here's what I see with Howard and Scott that I don't see with. Sanders. I see Howard and Scott burst and get positive yardage consistently. North South quickly. Sanders and I listen. He's like, I a, like he's Miles. like a B West. He's like a B West type of running back. But Miles is the guy on this on this offense that comes out with negative yardage a lot. Yeah. He's also, got, he's also got more home run potential than anybody else on the roster. I get it. That's why I keep him that's why he as dances. third. That's why he dances. He dances though. too much. I yeah. mean, that's yeah. kind of why I like Howard He's got to get better in the passing game. I mean, Kenny Gainwell is a better passing option out the backfield. And Gainwell, to me, is is the odd man out right now. If 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 I keep him up, then yeah, I I, I throw him in here and there. Well, you could put him in a four Please. wide four or five wide receiver sets as a slot guy. Yeah, I would use him in the screen game. I mean, yeah, I really yeah, would. Yeah. That's where I would yeah. use Gainwell yeah. because it's that's where I would actually use Scott. But they don't use him there. They they actually like to run him, you know, conventionally, and he's and he's been real really good. Boston Scott reminds me of like Maurice Jones, Drew, and Austin Eckler. Really? A little bit. I see a little more Darren Sproles in him. Well, Sproles too. Yeah, I mean, he has that that look, but he's way thicker the, as a running back the than thing Darren that's Sproles. that's a little miraculous about him is he hits the pile, and it looks like uh, two yards, yeah. and the next thing you know, he's running out of the pile he's and slippery. picking up 12 yards. Very slippery. I, I was very impressed with uh, our running game on Sunday. Yeah, Denver's Jordan defense Howard, isn't bad. The fact that Jordan Howard was on the practice squad and TJ Edwards was on the bench... It's really, you know, I'm glad that they corrected it, but the fact that it took that long is is really ridiculous. Well, like you said earlier, Sirianni's learning on the job. He is. And he's clearly learning, though. <laughs> I, I've, I've called for his job, but you know what? He can stay right now. Well, because he this can. guy is probably going to lead this team to a wild card berth, man. Well. I, listen, the, the <laughs> New York Giants are a Jekyll and Hyde football team. They could come out on any given Sunday, honestly, and look like a championship team till the fourth quarter and then blow it. Yeah. Or they could look horrible from the jump. Mm. There's really no in between with the Giants this year. Right. 
but they've lost way more than they've won. We know they're 3-6, and six, but I think that they could sweep New York. I think it's more likely we split with New York and split with Washington. But you can do that and still win the seven seed. If they beat New Orleans at home New Orleans on is the Sunday. Key. New Orleans is the key to it all. One o'clock start. Huge game. Where do you see this? I don't even know who the quarter, who's the quarterback? Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon. Uh, and they'll oh. mix in Taysom Hill with the gimmicks. Nah. Eh, doesn't do much for me. Doesn't, doesn't move do anything for me at all. Now, this defense is going to handle that type of thing well, I think. They have trouble with elite quarterbacks, which yeah. we don't have to see one more elite quarterback until the playoffs yeah. if we get in. Well, just with our luck, Trevor Simeon will come out and have an, an elite day. <laughs> and, and, and avenge his former team, the Denver Broncos. <laughs> yeah, that would be... Nah, this is an Eagles win at home, the first win of the season. They're hungry to win in front of our fans. I think the Eagles come out and win this game by a score of, because the Saints defense is good, I'll go 23-16. All right, I, I, don't, I don't know what the final score will, will be, so I'll just guess and say, I'll say uh, 31-27, Birds. 31. Well, I mean, hey, this Saints defense is the strength of their team. I know. It's a good defense. I get that. But Jalen Hurts. Yes. Against over-aggressive defenses. Yep. Could have a huge day. That's why I'm saying they will put up 30 points and they will get the win. Even if it's a field goal kind of win, they'll get the win. Tech, we've done 52 episodes now. This is maybe the most optimistic I have ever heard you. Well, I wouldn't necessarily be picking them, but you know what? Uh, they're due for a win at home. They are. They Badly. are really they're a winning football team I on mean, the road. I mean, this is this isn't just an opinion or 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 just being a homer. This is logic speaking yeah, here. Yeah, I believe is. logically that the Eagles finally get their first home win when it matters the most. Yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. I think uh, this Sunday is the day. We'll be at the Henry James Saloon with the Bell and the Birdmen, <laughs> as always, spinning tunes, cheering on the birds, playing the fight song. Jamestown Street in Roxborough across from Del Sandro Steaks. Yeah. Come check us out. There it is. And as we always do about this time, we will be joined by CBS Sports NBA writer Dave Shepard when we enter the center right now. Enter the center. Yes! And the Sixers win it! With Tech and Prem. The Vet Alumni. Joined now on the vet line by David Shepard, CBS Sports Radio National NBA writer and Sirius XM NBA producer. Dave, thanks for coming on to talk with us again. Of course, Furnace Tech. Thanks for having me, guys. How y'all doing? We're good, man. We're uh, we're both excited about the Sixers, but you know, simultaneously concerned a bit. Um, right. It's been a very up and down start, to say the least. Many moving pieces, uh, some complex situations. So to you, so far, what is this team? What will they be this year? Man, I mean, you talk about up and down. Uh, a week and a half ago, premise. I mean, you said it. A week and a half ago, they were a number one or number two seed in the East. Yeah. They're out of they're out of the playoffs right now. Now I think there was seven or eight seed, but that to me is out of the playoffs. Yep. Crazy. Um, you're right because you never know what can happen. You could be a six seed and get in, and lose twice, and your season's done. Um, I think that this is reared its ugly head because you can see the weight that Joel Embiid is carrying. Now, this is before COVID. I know that they were on a five-game winning streak with him, and then he goes out, and all of a sudden now they become an ordinary team. But you can tell he's not playing at the same level that he was playing at nope. last season. Not um, at all. Right, exactly. Now, to Tobias' credit, 
I see him maintaining what he did in years past. I'd even say as a rebounder, when you look at what he's done in terms of improving that aspect of his game, this is the best Tobias Harris we've ever seen. So they still have a lot of good pieces, and this is still a very talented team. And I know they have some point guard that hasn't exactly suited up for them this season. Uh, and even without that guy, we won't mention his name on, on, your, on your show. Uh, <laughs> you, you, even without that guy, the Sixers still have some talent. But you can't win in today's game without at least one superstar. Yeah, yeah. So, so because of that, I think for those Sixers fans that look at the eight and six record and panicking and saying we're you know we're in free for all because we're on a four game losing streak, we got to keep in mind they don't have the second best center in the, on the planet. And, and some will argue when Joel Embiid's healthy, he is better than Nikola Jokic in Denver. Absolutely, so, yeah. Right. I mean, you guys would agree with that. I mean, I, many people would argue that he would have been the MVP had he played, uh, you know, all seventy two games last Absolutely. season. Absolutely, without yeah. question. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I listen. I think the Sixers are in a good spot. To be honest with you, I mean, you're still eight and six, <laughs> yeah, and, and you haven't yeah. had the big guy in five games, so. And he'll be back, and you know what? He's going to be energized and obviously motivated. Joel professionally just seems like he's come such a long way in his maturation process. You see the same thing. He is. I mean, what he's become as a shooter, um, what he becomes in terms of knowing, you know, where to get the ball. You know, what what nights he's going to, you know, go deep in the paint, and what nights he's going to be a facilitator out of the post, and and things of that nature. Obviously, we love how he handled himself. Love how he handled himself. With uh, you know the whole Ben Simmons fiasco, and and mm. and I don't want him to walk back a damn word he said. But look, uh, but with that being said, the 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 burst, the hop, it's not what it was in 2020, 2021. Oh, no, I know no. it's 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 kind of it's alarming. But we knew yeah. that yeah. Joel. I think we knew that Joel really only had maybe like what three, four more prime seasons. Right, right. Yeah. But he but he he's really dipped though. He's I know. still a great. He's still great. He's going to be in the Hall of Famer. He, you know, everyone makes the argument, well, Ben Simmons is a Hall of Famer. Joel Embiid is a Hall of Famer. That's a Hall of Famer. That's I, a Hall I, of Famer. I would agree. I think he just needs a little more uh, history to be on paper, you know? Oh, I think, I think he gets it now. I think he gets it now. Wow. I don't know wow. why. I'm not, I'm not a premise in, in tech. I don't know how you guys feel about this. You know, people were saying that, you know, uh, there was an omission that Jokic wasn't on the team, the top 75 team. Yeah, you can make, you can make an argument that Embiid should have been heavily considered in that argument. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Now, Dave, would you say Embiid electing to not get the surgery in the off season because he he didn't want it to uh, take away from his vacation? Would you say that that that's part of what's hurting this team? I don't know. What does Scotty hmm. Tiffin think of that one? <laughs> Scotty <laughs> Tiffin. That's a whole other story. That man. That man is jaded. Oh, oh yeah. man! Wow, like I, the interview yeah. he, he gave an interview. You, um, you probably saw it. It was a couple months back, and right. he got real snippy with Dan Patrick. Did you see that? <laughs> that of course, was... of course, of course. But but Scotty Tiffin wrote the wrote the uh, the manuscript on that, right? He wrote the blueprint, right? On, right, right. You know, kind of taking care of your body and making sure that you get surgery on your own time. Look, you know, no one's going to confuse Joel Embiid for Tim Duncan or Derek Jeter. Um, you know, I remember when Joel and you guys remember this, the first two or three years, I think he was, high, it might've been a, a knee at that particular time, but he was jumping up at a concert. Yeah. Guys, uh, I, remember remember seeing the, I remember seeing the press about that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. And so, and so what that tells me is Joel Embiid is like most players and that most professional athletes, they're going to do what is best for them on, on their own accord. True. And not everyone's going to be thinking about, well, how can I best put my body position for the 
betterment of his franchise. And that has not been Joel Embiid throughout his career. He's been the ultimate ambassador. He's been the ultimate fan favorite. Um, but no, we, we shouldn't be surprised because that's most most athletes. Yeah, I mean, mm. that's a reasonable perspective. So switching gears to other players on the Sixers, I think I've been most impressed by either George Niang's performance or Seth Curry's performance. Where do you stand on that as far as the most impressive Sixers so far? Well, Niang, I mean, Utah is regretting that. Absolutely. <laughs> he's, he's looking really, really good. Uh, I think he went to Iowa State. Um, and I, I just think there's something to be said about guys that kind of play in those um, teams. They play for the bigger conferences, but they're the lesser-known teams like in Iowa State. Like when I think Iowa State, I think of like Fred Hoiberg, and that's the only name I can recall in terms of really having a successful career at the next level. Just kind of shows you how much you have to claw and scratch just to get the respect um, in that conference. And so it, it, to me, you know, uh, Curry's part of the royal family in, in basketball. So, you know, kid played at Duke um, and, and, you know, he he looked good on Sacramento when he was there. He looked good on Dallas when he was there. So I'm not surprised by Curry. I'm real surprised by Niang. Nobody saw this coming. Right. Right. Uh, Well, Doc, Doc gave us some insight before the season started. He said, no one's talking about George Niang. He's the biggest acquisition we made this offseason. No one's talking about it. And it turns out he was right because Niang has definitely been a surprise. Yeah. He just wanted to talk about anything but that... uh... (laughs) But you put the the twenty five year old uh, future Hall of Famer, but he, Doc's right. You know, I I, I got to tell you, Doc's he's you know everyone's saying Luke Walton's on the hot seat. Doc Rivers is on the hot seat, man. Yeah, mm. absolutely, he is. I, I would agree with that. Uh, I know you know we don't want to mention the player whose name we right. shall not speak. <laughs> sure. but, but the saga does continue here in this well, city. Let me, ask, let me let me let me ask you guys a question though, because yeah, look. Uh, you guys have been covering 76 sports for a long time. At any, is there anything he can do to flip the script on this situation? Can he be in the good graces of 76ers fans if he comes back and they win? I'm not even talking about winning a championship. I just mean they make a deep run in the postseason. I would say... Yes, I, I I disagree. I think it's irreparable. I think it's irreparable. It seems irreparable, right? But if he yeah. actually came back and played, and and look, he's going to get booed. He's going to get th- things thrown at him when he's on his way back to the locker room. <laughs> this is what's going to happen. He has to take those lumps, keep right. moving forward, and play for the team, and and win games, and be and want to be a part of the team. If he that's did that, the problem. That's the problem right, right there. Yeah, because he doesn't want to be. And no. it's too. Uh, publicized yes. that he does not want to be a part of this team. But but Dave, I go to you now. How do you see it ending? Mm. Man, that's I mean that's that's the I, I think Simmons is making twenty something million dollars a year uh at this point obviously being twenty he's just turned twenty five years old in, in the summer. Um there's something really off about the situation. First of all, you know, and I, I haven't been on with you guys about this particular situation. Uh, Doc Rivers was 100% in the wrong for what he did. You know yeah. you know what? Listen, Simmons was horrible. Uh, in terms of what we expect of someone of his caliber of talent, we know that. He's horrible. But you very well damn know what you're doing when it's very clear what a reporter is asking you. Yeah. And you say in terms of the quality and the direction of a championship team and literally gives you a softball question. And you say, I don't know. Yeah. In terms of Ben Simmons being able to lead your team to a championship. Like, 
all if you really wanted to get a message across that like we all know Simmons played a bad series and he let us down on multiple occasions, including passing it up when he had the easy slam dunk on Trey Young. Oh. What you say is yes, absolutely. But he but we know we know he can be better. That's it. That's it. And then you say, and as 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 a lot of, as all our guys can be. But right. for me to then also be asked the turning point of that game, of game seven, obviously, and for him to single out Simmons, I don't care how much you dislike Simmons as a person. I don't care how much of a prima donna, how entitled you may think he is, what kind of personality he has that is so different from what yours may be. You don't, at that particular time, when all the headlines are going and all the criticism is going to be directed your way, and you put and you shove one guy out in the middle of the table and point the finger and say, blame him. Right. That, to me, is... You can't fix that. No. You can't fix that. And, and now, I mean, the perception. Now, look, I, neither one of us here, and I'm sure you aren't either, none of us are saying at all that he is faking mental health issues. I don't know, man, because the doctor that he's seeing... <laughs> listen, here, here's, I, heard, I heard a good take on this earlier today, okay? If you're a professional, you're a doctor, which he's seeing a doctor, but right. that doctor has not yet provided actual documentation. Yes. He's protecting his professional status as a doctor because he doesn't want to lie on record. That's a possibility. Why don't they have official medical documentation? Right. Because maybe the doctor doesn't feel comfortable. Maybe they deem him fit to play and, and, right. and he just wants out. Maybe he it's all being muddled. Maybe he just is having a mental block playing in this town for these fans on this team. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> but good. either way, the perception is uh, that... The, the Sixers, in his mind, are disregarding his mental health issues, and the perception to most uh, Sixers fans would be he's faking it. It's Yeah, it's a mess. It's a mess. Yeah. Uh, you know, like you guys said, I think I think the timing aspect of it, where he had all that time to make that claim, and then all, and all of a sudden he's, he doesn't play, you know, during the regular season. Right, and, right. And now, and now it's because of, you know, mental health issues. And, and it just, the, the, the you know, we, we want to be professional. We want to be very respectful of those that suffer from mental health issues. Absolutely. And so no one, no one wants to die on that hill, you know, say that he's faking. True. Um, but, what, True. But, right. what I also, but what I also think is the, uh, the, the truth is that the timing is, is very questionable. And I, and I think we all, I think we all very much agree on that, but yep. you know, you, you, you try to think of, you just try to think of times where a coach and a, and a star player ever threw um, a, the the second best player underneath the bus, and <laughs> used that individual as the reason or a significant reason why that team fell short. I can't think of any other instance no. where that ever happened, and fences were able to be mended. You're right about that. Yeah, I'm going to go with a no right. <laughs> on the fences being right. mended. Right. right. I mean, and remember, guys, and remember, you know, you know, look, look, we saw what Simmons even did at LSU. Simmons couldn't get his team to a freaking NCAA first round tournament. Right. You know, yeah. forget making a Final Four. The guy couldn't even get his team to an NCAA tournament appearance. He's there's something missing when it comes to the intangibles Absolutely. the immeasurables yes that a that a jordan that a kobe um that a that a lebron uh, steph curry has yep and so this isn't a situation where your head coach can write a book about you criticizing you 
maligning you, disparaging you, and somehow coach you a year and a half later and you win two championships <laughs> together, a la Kobe Bryant and Phil Jackson. That's right. not happening with Ben Simmons and, and Doc Rivers. Right. Not no, at all. I, I can't. And, and, and you're right. It's like when you ask, what would it take? It would take Ben to publicly want to play for the Sixers, want to be in Philadelphia. And as long as we know that he doesn't want to do either of those things, then yes, it's irreparable. He would he would have to have a press conference, like a sincere yeah. press conference. Yes. Only way. Yep. To start what's crazy that. about this guys, what's crazy about this is that like look, like Doc Rivers, like we could say whatever we want about him. The the guy knows how to deal. Like Doc Rivers is in the wrong, hundred percent. But a lot of players 95% of players would do anything to play for Doc Rivers. Yes, he is right. a He is a player's coach. Uh, a lot of people would want to play for Daryl Morey. A yeah. guy who's who's all about winning. That He's not about rebuilding. He's about winning. People want to play for that. A lot of people want to play with an all-time generational type talented big man in Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. Uh, an amazing ambassador teammate in a you know, uh, Seth Curry, uh, a borderline all-star, all-around great guy in Tobias Harris, a, a, a city that is so knowledgeable and so astute when it comes to their respective professional and amateur sports teams. Ben Simmons has a thousand reasons why he should want to suit up for the Philadelphia 76ers again. Yep. And that's that's what the shame of this is. He's in such an amazing situation. Yeah. And it's something that is, that is, that is uh, salivating. Yeah, he, win an NBA title for the first time in 38 years. He, he'd rather go play for a non-contender. It's it's a mental exactly. it's a mental immaturity issue, and that's obvious, right? Uh, babe, okay, you say a lot of people would want to play for Doc and Daryl. Well, what do you imagine when it comes to be that time? What do you think the return will be for Benson? Mm, it's tough. At this yeah, point. That, yeah, that's a tough. That's a tough question. It, 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 it's <laughs> well, here's the thing, right? We we. We know this is a win-now team. We know that. Um, Joel Embiid's not getting any younger. Um, he's going to be 30 in a year or two. Tobias is in his early 30s. Seth is in his early 30s. So this is a win-now team. Yep. So you can't – so you. What I, what I would say is you get a – I mean, I'm trying to think of the market out there. Man, I mean, do you, do you gamble on Westbrook? Um, I wouldn't. Mm, yeah, I, think, I, I don't think LA would move him anyway. You just sign with them. It's not really working. No, oh, no, 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 no. I, I think this is me personally. I think you you've watched what they've done without LeBron James. Yeah, LeBron yeah. James is a much better, smarter version of what Russell Westbrook. LeBron James could put up the stats that Westbrook does if, if he so chooses. Yeah, right. But Westbrook, you know, is going to play hard in the regular season. He's going to be reliable in terms of his ability to stay relatively healthy. And he's never going to sell you short on effort or mental lapses in terms of having the toughness, right? right? He's going to make, he's going to have miscues in terms of decision making, but never miscues in terms of what the guy has in terms of fortitude, courage out there, you know, just moxie. I I agree with that. I agree with you on that. So that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Do you do a Kyrie? You know what I mean? What what you don't do is you don't go. You don't. You're not going to get multiple first round picks. No. That makes no sense. Right. No sense. Right. No. Uh, I don't know. Kyrie. He's a little bit of a knucklehead with the flat Earth and all that. I just you know. I, you I take, don't wait, know. wait 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 wait. But you're you're denying you're denying your team Kyrie right now. 
No, I Give can't. Me, I couldn't no. do it. I couldn't. Well, I, he couldn't. He couldn't play. You couldn't, couldn't play. I against couldn't the deny. Nets. I couldn't okay, deny okay, my deny. team. Got, it. Got right. it. No, I couldn't deny that trade. If they, if they if they actually wanted to do that deal, I would have to do that. Deal. Yeah, absolutely. Got it. Got yeah. it. That's okay. So we're all we're all on board there. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. We're on board. I mean, he's still he's still a generational type of talent when playing well. Without question. Yeah, without and question. He, and, and he's and I mean, and forget the box office aspect of him. He's got it. He's got an axe to grind right now. He's got something to prove. A big time. Yeah. Big time being you know ostracized I mean? the way he is. I mean, <laughs> you right. Know, time will tell. Yeah. But Ben yeah. Simmons is uh, a conundrum to say oh, the least. The saga continues. <laughs> hey, maybe they end up getting it together and finishing as the three or the four seed, which would be amazing. Um, yeah, good. yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, Dave, we appreciate the time and um, your insight, as always, is thorough. Um, so we hope to catch up with you again after the playoffs. I appreciate you, fellas. It's always, always a pleasure. It's time for Prem's Picks. These games are a blowout, a human lot. You can bet your children's unborn children on these games. Prem's Picks. What are we looking at? Well, Tech, I got to change it up because <laughs> I usually script this segment and, you know, have a little uh, outline to go by. Yep. Completely winging it off the top of my head because I lost both games last week. I now sit at <laughs> seven and nine. Now I will say in my defense, tough one with the Titans loss. To yeah, the Saints, or the Titans win to the Saints. I lost the pick because they didn't cover three points. Right, they covered two points, which <laughs> is a better's worst nightmare. Yep, they were actually up by like eight points late. <laughs> um, but the Saints got that last score and made yeah. it close, and then Jerome Boger apparently uh, screwed them over again. Yep. I didn't see it, though. Um, so I lost that one, and then completely off with the Rams, who got demolished by the Niners. <laughs> Nobody yeah. saw that coming. No, That messed up a lot of parlays. Yep. So I lose both. I'm at 7-9, and nine, and in an effort to buck the trend of winning and then losing, winning and then losing, because I can't get on track this year, Tech. And I'll say this. We've been through, this is our fourth pick season, per se. Yep. I did a football season where I had a winning record, a basketball season with a winning record, yep. and a baseball season with a winning record. <laughs> so I'm fighting to keep my streak alive here. Yeah. In an effort to do so, here are your locks. Locks. Week 11, NFL. Give me the Eagles at <laughs> home. To cover one point, so it's a pick em. We just talked about the Eagles. Just we talked we about both it. got the Eagles winning this week. Both got them winning. All this they got to do is win by one point, so you can't tie All right. like the Lions and the Steelers, um, which is just remarkable. That's <laughs> ridiculous. It's, it's a, it's, have the Steelers fallen that far down? aberration. Unbelievable. You know that the Lions haven't won in Pittsburgh since like 1959 or something? Wow. Well, something this, like this was as close to winning as bad. They didn't lose. Yeah. They didn't lose. <laughs> So, Eagles minus one over the Saints at home at the link for the first home win of the year. Lock. Lock. Next, I'll take the Niners, who ruined my Rams pick, to stay hot, go to Jacksonville on a sunny 1 o'clock afternoon kickoff in Florida, and cover a touchdown spread, a seven-point spread in Jacksonville. I think the Niners win this game (laughs) 30-20, 33-17, and I think that's as much of a lock as you're going to see on a pretty tough schedule to pick this week, honestly. Yeah, some tough games. That one's pretty much... That's a lock. Should be well. We thought the Rams <laughs> beating the Niners was a lock. Well, yeah, I did. Yeah, you're, you're right about that. I didn't think Stafford would look that bad. He couldn't get on the page with his receivers. Maybe I'll get to nine and nine, Tech. Maybe. Maybe I'll get to nine and nine. <laughs> so to recap, we got the Birds to beat the Saints straight up at the link. Lock. Lock. And we got the Niners to stay hot 
with Jimmy G in sunny Jacksonville on Sunday, covering seven points. Lock. Lock. This has been Prem's NFL Picks. See you next week. Vet alumni.